What's going on, folks? This is Marcellus, a.k.a. Silly Sellers, and you're listening to the Big Goat Belt Podcast. What's up, folks? Uh, we're back for episode 266 here at the Big Gold Bell Podcast. This is Two Change, your host here. I'm accompanied by Will, Jamal, and Marcellus. Fellas, how you guys doing today, tonight? Doing good, doing good. Just respect to Fink um, at this time, but doing good. Oh, absolutely. We got to raise one up real quick for, for the the greatest wrestling ring announcer of all time passing yeah. today. Howard Finkel. Got to throw out there a quick... And new no. <laughs> the There you go. Here, here. Nothing like it. <laughs> yeah, and I and I think that's important to realize how much that statement has trans- transcended throughout all of sports uh, to this day period. Um, you know, there's probably some money left on the table for him not trademark marking that at some point. Because uh, as far as I know, that's that's where I first heard that statement um, yep. being as much emphasis as it did so you know if that dude from um what's it called garage wars could can uh can uh franchise or trademark yep then <laughs> at this point it's available so um but yeah good 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 um so hopefully you guys got to check out our flaming hot topic episode we released last night it was a free episode which is typically behind our paywall and i didn't say paywall but it's a donation wall should we say to kind of help us keep things going on patreon uh, which was a really good, interesting topic about uh, everything that happened as far as Wednesday. So definitely check that out because I know you guys probably wonder are we going to talk about the releases and stuff? No, we're not. We already did. So check out that episode. What we're going to talk about tonight is everything and the ramifications of the financials with WWE. Now, I, I, I'm going I'm to I'm 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 make this disclaimer as clear as I can. None of us work for WWE. None of us have seen anybody's contracts. None of us have any legitimate, you know, papers as far as with terms, as far as numbers and stuff like that. But what we can 100% talk about is all of the the um, the documentations, the press releases, the media coverage down in Florida, and just quite frankly just our knowledge about politics and stuff period not on a really political level but because of everything that's happening how we see fit about how things are handling and uh, um and the results and 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 and, and ultimately repercussions from it because it's been a hell of a lot of crazy week that um i'm just i'm just really blessed to have some really intelligent people uh, on the team that's going to help break all this down because there's some things that you know even talking off the record yesterday i was just kind of mind blown thinking about like wow i mean coincidence is probably not even a real term here probably should not be used at all today uh because coincidence seems to be two things that randomly happen at the same time or cause and effect uh these the, a lot of these movements are strategical if you ask me 
But we'll, mm-hmm. we'll get into it. But let's start off in the beginning of this week. And let's start something off that I've been wanting to talk about. And I've been bugging the whole team about a lot. And that's the XFL. We talked mm-hmm. so much, so much about our excitement, about the DC Defenders and just the league in itself. Um, you know, Jamal is a, it's very adamant about not watching the NFL. Rightfully so for the reason oh. that he doesn't. But when you can get a person or a fan or just anybody to say, you know what, I'll give that a try. And you 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 live up to your promises and you create something that's excitement. You bring excitement to, to, to back to the cities and and just a whole new style of things and created a fandom. There was a lot of momentum there. The XFL will be missed because as far as I know, as far as the language, the FSL is done, not only for the season, but there's no returns to come back next year. And that's just the half of it, folks. That's just the half of it. Because if you just think like, oh, well, you know, the COVID, you know, and they're not able to drain any, any money. And, you know, that's just that. And that's why this is happening. Hell no. It's way deeper than that. And it's just mind blowing knowing and hearing, um, you know, all the things that's involved with that. But the first thing I got to say, yeah, it's, it's really sad that the XFL is done. Um, everybody lost their job. Everybody was fired or released, whatever you wanted, whatever it was. There's just no more XFL employees, period. Um, and, you know, some people are able to or have had the opportunity to sign with NFL teams. So, you know, you know, kudos to people being able to display their talent within, what, three or four games, which is just remarkable in its own. People put their they was busting their ass out there. And it was it's just again, it was a lot of positive energy for it. Uh, but, um, yeah, just when you think that it's just a pandemic and an economical thing. As far as the XFL being done, it, it got way deeper than that. So, guys, I've been talking a lot here. <laughs> XFL being gone, you know, upon hearing the news, thoughts, and, and and updates to this, let's let's take this, let's let's take the next step here. What now is there of the XFL and what has what is dangerously wrong with this scenario? Because <laughs> there's a there's a big, big, big elephant in the room right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. To, to, to start it off and put it in perspective, the way things went down in the last seven days is last Friday was the day that they made the official announcement to uh, all the people involved, the teams, the players, all the management, all the front office people. They made the official announcement that, hey, we're done. We're laying all of you off and we're not planning on going ahead next season. That happened on Friday. The weekend went by. And then on Monday, the XFL officially filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. So it became official that, okay, it looks like it is really done. And, of course, with filing Chapter 11, that puts forth a lot of public documents of as to what the XFL truly was because there's been all kinds of speculation as to what the xfl was other than you know vince mcmahon funding it out of his own pocket and taking out all this wwe stock that he cashed in and him being the 100 owner and all along we, we joked about it so many times on the podcast over the last year as we were going through this how many times did we hear vince mcmahon say the XFL and the World Wrestling Entertainment are two totally different companies. They're totally separate. There's no overlap. There's no nothing. And we all just kind of, you know, <laughs> we're like, well, that's what he says. What can you know? What can you do? That's that's what the man <laughs> yeah. says. And yeah. you know, it it is what it is. And we were never hearing anything otherwise. But you know, you'd have to be dumb not to, in the back of your head be kind of like, okay, you know who we're dealing with here. So the bankruptcy filing comes out, 
And right there in black and white, the first big elephant in the room jumps out at you. 23.5% of ownership of the XFL is World Wrestling Entertainment (laughs) the entire time. So immediately some eyes were opened right there. Um, What other financial stuff would we like to get into as far as like what we know now about the XFL, now all the nitty gritties out in front of us? I'll just say this, that quickly, and and I let somebody else get in there, there has been an abundance of press releases uh, being issued with financial this, financial that, and, you know, up until a month ago, it was all about just quarterly reports. It was these, it was uh, shareholder meetings, rescheduled, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And they're just like, yo, what the hell is going on <laughs> right now? And again, like, much like you said, and I'm fine, to my ignorance, it's like, hey, the man said, this is what it is, this is what it is. And financials don't mean the difference to me. I don't, I don't care about that, but man. So much information, as you say, came out with, and documentation came out with the, the filing of a, of, um, a bankruptcy that I, I just think is really weird and just it's a flat out lie, which I know we're going to say that word a lot tonight. Mm-hmm. When you say that <laughs> WWE has nothing to, invo- nothing to do with it, no involvement. That's a pretty nice percentage there. <laughs> and, 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 all, and also, to be clear, the big problem is that statement was made repeatedly on official investor calls when he was asked point blank as to the relationship between the WWE and the XFL. It wasn't even like it was just said, you know, in random interviews. We're talking like the official investor calls for World Wrestling Entertainment. Those statements were made multiple times. Yep. So, but, okay, uh, so, so let, me, let, me, let me jump in real quick. Yeah, yeah, jump uh, well, in. So it's not just the fact that WWE owns so much of a percentage of the XFL, which obviously shouldn't be the case. But um, in the XFL's Chapter 11 bankruptcy listing assets and liabilities in the range between 10 to $50 million. So the top eight creditors uh, that they, uh, the XFL owes will be broadcasting services provider Bexel and NEP. They owe about a million dollars to them. Seven of the eight teams' head coaches are among the twenty-five top 25 biggest creditors. Uh, Bob Stoops is owed just under $1.1 million. Mark Tressman, mm. coach at Tampa Bay, is owned around uh, three-quarters of a, of a million dollars. Um, St. Louis's coach uh, got $633,000 in, in payments that he's yet to receive. Um, the only guy, the coach that wasn't on the payroll was the coach of DC, uh, Pep Hamilton, which I don't mm-hmm. know if that's a good or a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they also show that, um, Ticketmaster is owed $650,000. Um, they had, they, they will, are going to pay its employees through April 12th and then refund all advanced ticket sales. But, you know, the, also the services and, and stuff like that from Ticketmaster comes up to that number. Um, so it's very interesting to see <clears throat> all of these things happen and all these dominoes have to that have to be um, put back up in order for whoever were to that were to buy the XFL would have to take on all of that so it's not just the XFL is done well if someone were to buy it let's say that Mark Cuban steps up and says all right cool whatever it is get it get it done 
that means that he has to like set all of that stuff right and then renegotiate and renegotiate. So that's for, for that reason, it's very unlikely that the XFL would be, you know, coming back next season or within the next two to three years. Um, what's also interesting, and this is from Newsweek that I'm reading this, but according to data from Forbes magazine, according to Newsweek, McMahon is worth approximately $1.9 billion at the time of this writing, and this came out three days ago, uh, a significant drop from the estimated $3.3 billion in October of 2018. So if you want to know what a person who lost $1.2 billion in 18 months looks like, <laughs> cue up no chance in hell and start strutting. <laughs> there you go. Very true. Very true. And a lot of the a lot of the speculation I was hearing as to you know why did he pull the you know the the cord the, the the cord so quick being you know he was funding the whole thing and he had took the money out that was the big thing from the beginning that he had already set aside the funds to bankroll this for two to three years and the big theory I heard that makes a lot of sense is that the whole idea was, okay, we're going to put this on TV. We got ESPN. We got ABC. We got Fox. We're going to put it up there. We're going to get some ratings and then hopefully they will kick in and want to lock up these shows and then we can get a rights fee. And with the whole darn you know world getting turned upside down with COVID-19, suddenly now it's like, isn't no one going to be open their pockets for rights fees right now, especially on an upstart football league? So his little carrot that he was hoping to grab of some TV's rights fees that would set this thing on its way, that's gone. That's totally evaporated. And probably the thinking is just that, you know, that went away and it's like, yeah, uh, forget this. <laughs> I've got to get out now while I can <laughs> and just run run for the hills since I can't even finish this season is, is, is get out while the getting's good. And that's that's the biggest thing I can think of as far as like why you would pull out so quickly given the state of the world right now. And see, that's what I wanted to add into, because I know you guys put a lot of big stats in there, but I'm going to come at it from just a human perspective of being a person that wants to make it big in a business. Not saying I want to, but just saying in the eyes of somebody says, I'm going to be an entrepreneur, I want to invest in something, and I want to make money off of it. When taking that number, and what you say, Jamal, $3.9 billion in 2018? Did, yeah. did I hear that correctly? So $3.9 billion, you think... 3.3, 3.3. 3.3. Okay, you're thinking to yourself, okay, I want to bring something back that I told myself I want to do. I want to have a football league that's going to compete somewhat against the NFL. And the first time I did it, I made some mistakes, so I want to try it again. So I got $3.3 billion in my pocket. And literally, this happens more than we were probably thinking. Of course, like we said, Will, when you have something that goes bankrupt and your financial becomes public, then you get cat, your cat out the bag, which a lot of people use <laughs> their own personal money to try to do that anyway. However, in this situation... The way that things were going, he was really winning. He was really winning. But sometimes, as we all been to Vegas and we go to the blackjack table, <laughs> we think we high, and then something happens where we like, oh, man, I did not expect this. And think about <laughs> when we're all little and we think about what our parents teach us to do. Make sure you always save your money. Make sure you always save for a rainy day. And you're like, oh, I got these money to buy these Jordans. I got money to buy this video game. I got money to buy these, you know, whatever I want to go and do things. But then when it comes to a situation where like, uh-oh, it is raining, and it's raining hard, and I should have saved more. You know, that's the situation that we're in right now with everybody. It's just not this man. You think about, you know, 
movie production companies are shutting down and may not have shows come back because of this epidemic, you know, or this pandemic. You, it's just a lot of things that we didn't expect for. And that's going to be the more interesting thing as this thing breaks down even more. It's like, even though he had the money and even though, yeah, he's losing a lot of money, he had to pull out because like literally he lost everything with this pandemic. It's just the world that we're going to live in. And I'm, you're going to, I think you're going to see the transcend of what WWE is going through or what XFL is going through. It's going to happen for a lot of people. Look at AMC movie theaters. They might not come back. You're going to see some stores that was there throughout your whole lifetime may not come back. Hell, even some mom-and-pop grocery store that's been there for 50, 60 years may not come back with the same situation that the XFL is in. So it's like it doesn't surprise me that Vince took a risk, and Vince is a risk taker, and he lost again in some ways. But it's just very unfortunate that in a way it's not his fault with what he didn't do. It's just that it was a rainy day and he couldn't control it. So, so I, I, I wanna I wanna quickly say this really quick. On the board right now, Vince McMahon is we got him on the whiteboard right now. We're gonna put a check uh, for me. I'm going to put a check over into the that looks that seems shady category here <laughs> because of <laughs> uh, because of the investors were uh, not giving honest information or maybe they knew. It doesn't matter. On documentation, everyone is just... Uh, on documentation, is saying one thing. Whether they knew or not... Yeah. Uh, excuse me. On documentation, it's saying... On, 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 on the new documentation, it's saying one thing. Everything verbally, if I'm getting this correct, is saying another. There's a contradiction. Regardless, there's a contradiction between ownership and, and, and funds here with the XFL and the demise of the XFL, however it may be, especially during this time, it is what it is, but there's a lot of misleading here going on. Nonetheless, I'm putting a, a check up into the that seems shady category for the XFL. Is there anything else about the XFL we didn't we didn't we didn't touch on? Well, I mean, the the real question is, and, and this comes back to that seems shady, but it's <laughs> did McMahon truthfully uh, detail to the WWE uh, board of directors and everybody that would care about that? Did he actually divest in a lawful and, you know, in genuinely honest way to start up the XFL? Because what mm-hmm. it seems like is that he took money out of his left pocket and stuffed it in his right pocket, and then the XFL was born. And, of course, the question is, as we discussed before, if you had the money to fund the league for two or three years, just in case it didn't catch on, why pull the plug right now? And I think mm-hmm. that between... The loss in revenue of WWE, since they're obviously interconnected in some way, the potential to not come through on uh, another shouty show this year, which they had one, they need to do one more this year per their two-show-a-year deal, but logistically that may or may not happen. Um, And then, of course, the biggest money-making time of the year, including, which is WrestleMania, Mm -hmm. uh, did not happen in the way that it normally would have. So even though they're still counting the coins from the Fox deal, still counting the coins from the NBC Universal deal, counting the coins somehow from the Saudi deal, you know, I think Vince, as a businessman, knew that he couldn't put on the product for the XFL. There was no way to do that. And if there's no way to do that, he cut it off. And then went back to WWE because he can't put out all the fires at once. 
And just to add this spin to it, Jamal, too, which I've been hearing a lot lately, and you guys might have heard it, too. So we're thinking about how sports and everything may or may not return to their normalcy when we talk about the fall. And one of the biggest things that may not come back in the fall because of the aspect of how it deals with a lot of people and a lot of crowds is college football. So college football may actually go happen in the spring, which it could be a huge avenue of competing against the XFL. And mm. there's no way that the XFL can compete against college football based on how much impact that finance did it come across. And if you see that foreshadowing where you have a college football league happens right after the Super Bowl, let's say if the NFL does everything it needs to do, it's no way that uh, the XFL can win. Because college I, football can come from right from February to May, have your NFL draft, and then start it all over. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put too much thought into that because the word you use was normal and – Whatever normal means now and whatever normal is going to mean then are something that's going to be unimaginable because we've never Absolutely. been in, in, charter, in charter waters like this. So yep. there is going to be a there's going to be a strategy play and there's going to be counter booking to ensure that they can compete. Um, I wouldn't see that to be a problem at all. Again, again, the XFL is unique. It's not because it's your desperate need to have football year round. It's the fact that if you like the XFL, it's because you like what they did, how they did it and basically could have just been a complete contradiction to what the NFL stood for. So mm-hmm. their fans, it could come back from five years and they go back to the board and got all the, you know, the, they got the better, you know, better new rules and regulations and more teams. I'll be right back on board because they showed me enough in four weeks that they can be different and be exciting. And that's what create fans period is for me. I'm, it's not like a loyalist to have to watch football period. Otherwise people will be watching tons of college and NFL and Canadian, all that other Arena stuff. Arena League, everything. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Just what do they do different, you know? So anyway, look, let's let's move to the next thing. Um, you guys get your tallies up and where you want to put the shadiness or seems legit category. <laughs> Going to Tuesday. So, you know, look, here's the thing. 1983, right? I think that's the year. There's a yep. lot of things that was going on before I was even out the womb, so I have no clue <laughs> about any of this stuff. But I do know that when I became, when I, when I, when I started to come of age, and I was the, the memory bank started to be able to process and retain energy and and and, and knowledge <laughs> and and thoughts and all that other good stuff. You know, you remember some of these larger and larger than life characters and 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 quite frankly wrestlers. Uh, with that being said, it's not it's not so much important about. The wrestler and you know the the whole document um, document uh, document can't even get my word documentary of um, Jimmy Snooker, which was an amazing episode for on Dark Side of the Ring. Mm-hmm. It is the specifics here of certain aspects of that documentary that it made it a little bit difficult that I. You know, I forgot the fact of like being a fan of somebody and a wrestler. You forgot that they are real people. So kind of hearing about the story and the murder and all that other stuff, cool. But then it was like really particular because it was a lot of holes in the story that all came together to make a pie at the mm-hmm. end of the episode. But the one thing that stood out that was in obviously uh, that was in Jimmy's book, which I've never read or d- didn't even know it was a book out, brought up Vince McMahon. And I remember Will said something about this, and I was like. I, I, even watching the documentary, I was like, where, where does Vince fit into this? So, Jimmy being the big draw for WWE, mm-hmm. a representation of WWE, apparently there was a behind-the-door, uh, behind-closed-doors meeting, mm-hmm. and Vince McMahon was there, 
and something happened and every allegation and charge currently that was trying to resurface back on Jimmy all went to bed. Mm hmm. And a, a briefcase was there and Vince walked yep. in with it. And when he left, he did not have the briefcase anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, there's a, a lot of uh, stuff here to unpack yep. real quick. We can go through it with the Nancy Argentino murder with uh, mm-hmm. Jimmy but Snuka. All, all I'm saying is from 1983 to 2020, uh-huh. this guy just handles business the way he handles business, no matter if it's ethical oh, yeah. or not. I'm Absolutely. putting another check, another check in there. That seems hella shady category. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I'm building a character here is what I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah. This ain't just, this ain't just shady. This is as far over as you can go on, on the scale with, with, with how this was all handled. Absolutely. The Nancy Argentina's found dead in the hotel room. Mm-hmm. Snooka claims that, oh, on our drive up here, she got out of the car to go uh, pee in the woods. And on the way back, she slipped and she hit her head on a rock. Mm-hmm. And then we got to the hotel room and she didn't feel good. And I went to wrestle and I came back and found her. And that was that. And mm-hmm. there had already been a history of abuse that was yeah. documented with other police visits. And Jimmy totally like just going nuts on police to the point that they had to bring dogs in to like calm him down. And <laughs> the dude was... Wyatt was known to be a drug user. He it's straight up all in the show of the Argentina family where he straight up offered them cocaine because he like went nuts on him one time and all kinds of stuff. It was the 80s. It was a different time. So yeah. <laughs> we know how that is with, with 80s professional wrestling. But all this goes down. The 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 police show up. They take the body. There's abrasions and bruises on other parts of the body that not just a simple head, you know, injury as is described uh, when she, they have the funeral for her, the family straight up hears from the uh, funeral home that they had to do extensive work to try to, you know, dress her up for an, for an open viewing that it was that bad. So they corroborated that story. And, you know, something like this happens. Jimmy's never taken into custody. He's released on his own recognizance because Vince somehow talks to the police and just says, oh, he'll cooperate with whatever you need. There'll be no problem. And so he's let go so we can go wrestle and, you know, tour the country. And it all comes back, you know, a couple weeks later to they're back in Allentown, Pennsylvania, and they're going to have a meeting with the police. And they go in and Snooka's told all his friends that know him from back then say that as soon as they arrived, like Vince is like, don't worry about it. It's all taken care of. Yeah. And oh. sure enough, they went in there, had a meeting. They came out and that was the end of it. It, it yeah. like literally was just just no trial, no nothing. It was just swept under the rug. And there you go. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's one other thing I want to talk about because I, I you know, I, I won't go too much about in the story. The other thing, because we're talking financials here. Is let's not forget that the 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 Nancy's family also got a call. I'm sorry yes. to hear about your daughter. Here's would you would you yeah. like thirty thousand? Yeah, would 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 twenty five k help uh, your yeah, situation? Yeah, Yes. Yeah. So I, again, I, I understand, but the family felt there was no sincerity in it. They also felt like that you know what type of person offers, especially at the the, the timeline of things. So uh, again. The, the the thing to take from that is that mo- throwing money around to get the job done, to handle the business, however it may be either ethical or not, is just nothing new here going on mm-hmm. since 1983. So the family was yeah. offered it- money immediately after her death. There was a business deal done behind doors that was done that got a lot of things swept under under the road. This is this, this episode came on Tuesday. This is why yep. we're bringing this up. 
Yeah. In the timeline of things happening with this guy's name, it yeah. is almost li- it's it's almost eerie that that episode happened and that that detail was in there. And it's just like, ooh. Yeah, the timing was not good for that. And then the, the smoking gun of the whole thing, as far as the police cover up involvement is um, the producers of the show did their digging there in the records there in uh, Pennsylvania. And they found the coroner's report from that. That, that was case sub- yeah, that, that was that shocking. flat out says in black and white at the bottom of it that these injuries are consistent with an investigation, but with, a, with, a, with an investigation that proceed as a homicide, yep. not accidental. It's a proceed assuming this is a homicide and that is absolutely not what was done. And <laughs> they had the darn retired chief of police on there and he's straight up yep. just kind of like, Oh, oh really? Oh, okay. Uh, if you, you want to see a guy squirm, check out this week's Dark Side of the Ring because you could tell Absolutely. that dude he he knew he knew stuff and his his the skeletons in his closet were coming out to haunt him thirty yeah. years later after the fact. So not a great week for Vince, but yeah, paying his way to get things. Yep. Yes, that that is a a theme we're going to continue with now as far as uh, the state of Florida goes. Yes, yeah, did so- you? Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say. So we 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 had a lot of emphasis on our previous episodes about how they were going to handle doing television, whether it be pre uh, pre taped or live shows, mm-hmm. um, and obviously abiding by the state regulations of social distancing and 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 all that other good stuff. So you know, as of right now, and, and Jamal, I, I would love for you to speak on this to make sure the information is correct here. You know, every state is going about things differently. Um, some things are being shut down. There's, there's, uh, I'm not, there's, there's no baseline sort of say of what's essential and what's not. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, there's, 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 there's a perception of what is deemed to be essential. But Will, yeah, you can f- finish your point. <laughs> so on Monday, actually, well, this is the end of last week because they got the deal done over the weekend and went public with it, so they'd have everything set in time for Raw, WWE is now an essential business <laughs> in Florida, meaning that they can tape their shows live. They cannot have fans in the building, but they got a decree from the governor of Florida, and it's official. They, have, they can do their shows, Raw, NXT, SmackDown, whatever. Now, what's interesting here is... This decree was worded in such a way that I actually have it in front of me. Uh, okay, yeah, because there's the whole the thing, the, the, the specifics of if you are a if you are providing a national broadcast is what I find interesting about it because this isn't just a WWE thing; it's bigger than them. It opens the doors for others to hopefully take advantage. Yep. So yeah, if you, you if you have the wording, Jamal, let's did, get the wording on that. So this is from the. Florida Division of Emergency Management from Jared Moskowitz. He is a state coordinated officer uh, dated April 20, April 9th of this year. And it's regarding additions to essential services to the list under Executive Order 2091. And it reads, as director of the Division of Emergency Management, designated by state coordinated officers per Executive, Executive Order 2052 for the Public Health Emergency COVID-19, in accordance with Executive Order 2091, I, Jared Moskowitz, approve the following as a list as additions to the list of essential services for the purposes of that executive order. Now, there are two bullet points, and the third bullet point relates to wrestling. And the third bullet point reads, employees at a professional sports and media production with a national audience, including any athletes, entertainers, production team, executive team, media team, 
and any others necessary to facilitate, including services supporting such production, only if the location is closed to the general public. <laughs> now, there are three things that stick out you know, to me. Yes, that obviously means that WWE can continue on. But it says professional sports and media production with a national audience. So theoretically, if baseball wanted to start up, there's a ton of spring training facilities uh, Mm -hmm. with minor league stadiums in Florida. Half the country, half the baseball league plays in Florida. The other half plays in Arizona. If you're AEW, you could, in theory... Uh, go back to Daly's place. Yep, yep. And do shows there, and they have a pay per view coming up in about a month. They could own. They own the Jack Stadium, so they could theoretically do shows from there. Yep. If you're WWE, obviously you have access to the Performance Center, but then also, and this is a thing that uh, this is a thing unrelated to WWE, but so does uh, Bob Arum, who is the CEO of Top Rank Boxing. Mm-hmm. He is actually talking to Vince McMahon about renting out the Performance Center. For boxing, because under the mandate, it's and it's, it's a, a sports deal with a national audience. Yep. So in theory, people are starting to come to McMahon and say, "Hey, you got a building, we got a sport, let's talk." Yep. Right. So it will be interesting to see how long a how long this goes because the president really wants to open up the country, which is suicide. But that's a different issue. Um, but under this executive order. It's not just, um, you know, wrestling. It is any professional sports and media production with a national audience. So if the NHL, if the NBA, I mean, you just need the you just need the facility. Yeah. And if the summer league is run out of I've run out of one gym in Vegas with all thirty teams. Yep. Why could you run the NBA out of three stadiums that that they already have in in uh, Miami, Tampa, and Orlando? Yep. I mean, they have three arenas in those cities. There's more in Jacksonville. They have an arena. Um, what's the other thing? Fort Myers has an arena. Tallahassee has an arena. I mean, they could literally move the indoor sports leagues, the winter indoor sports leagues, to Florida and just play games. Schedule it. You know, finish off the rest of the season for baseball and hockey. And then for basketball and hockey. And then play half the spring, uh, half the American League in Florida, and the National League in Arizona. Yep. It definitely could happen. So I think that that's really, really interesting. But what's also interesting, and of course, ain't that coincidence a bitch? So <laughs> the Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington, also known as CREW, uh, what they do is, as their title suggests is they look at nepotism in politics and make sure that people are on the up and up, basically. So when they heard that all of a sudden um, WWE is an essential business in the state of Florida, they did some some digging, along with every other major publication down in Florida, and they came to this request from Florida's governor, Ron DeSantis. So their statement reads from their website, and I quote, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis might have designated WWE as an essential service due to the organization's close Trump ties. DeSantis' original first executive order listed essential services as businesses that can continue to operate during the COVID-19 public health emergency, but it did not include WWE. 
But on April 9th, he added certain businesses to the list, including, quote, a professional sports and media productions with a national audience. There it is. And by April 13th, Orange County Mayor Jerry Demons announced that following conversations with DeSantis, the WWE could stay open despite the stay-at-home order. Now, WWE co-founder Linda McMahon previously served in Trump's cabinet and is currently serving as the chair of a pro-Trump super political action committee, America First Action. Additionally, the April 9th memorandum deemed WWE an essential service, which issued the same day that America First Action announced $18.5 million ad buy for Tampa and Orlando for Trump. Crew has requested that Florida State and Orange County communications between DeSantis, Demons, McMahon, and any mention of WWE. They want to see it. Uh, if Florida is allowing certain businesses with Trump ties to stay open, then that would put undue public health at risk, blah, 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 who cares? But the idea is um, it's really interesting to see that $20 million later, you're an essential business. Yep, That's just like that. Yep, just like that. It, it snap, literally happened snap, overnight. Yeah, snap of the fingers, the, the, the paper trail and fingerprints couldn't be any more obvious. And even if, if, if you if you want to go so far as to say, oh, I, it's just coincidence. It's, you know, we know Vince has, you know, connections, but he doesn't have those kind of connections. If you even want to, you know, kind of deny it to that level, the day after this all goes down, the, the hits keep coming later in the week when the president himself announces the committee to restart the economy and Vince McMahon has <laughs> a seat there. on the committee. Yep. Now, to be fair, so is Mark Cuban. So is Adam yes. Silver. And so and Dana is Dana White. Dana White. So is the you know head of NASCAR, the head of the MLB. Yeah. And, yeah. and oh, so Jerry on. Jones, Robert hold Kraft. On, hold on, hold on but, real quick. Hold on real quick. Because you guys are like, it's, you're giving a, a clusterfuck amount of information here. <laughs> I, run, run this back and not everything. We... To, for, for for listening terms here, we yeah, need yeah. these bulletin points on what has happened and date because there's a lot a lot of information was in there and okay, okay. and, and, so, the, and so, those are the stories there the bulletin points the TODR boom yeah the TODR for for the, for those that weren't listening is <laughs> on April 9th, the governor of Florida changed his original opinion of essential services to include sports. Mm-hmm. And let's just let's just say sports, because mm-hmm. obviously if you have a national audience, you could be the G League. But we're still let's just say sports. Now, WWE obviously is included in sports. So they were able to take advantage of that quickly as they never stopped and have and could go into uh continue to produce Raw and SmackDown and and so on. So with that, coincidentally, Linda McMahon, who used to work for Trump, now works for a group that wants to keep his ass elected, spent $18 (laughs) million. uh, Her group spent $18 million for marketing for Trump and his ads, pro-Trump ads, rather, in the Orlando and Tampa markets. And then, and then that's around that time, of course, you know, it's WWE is now the central business. So, go ahead. Something, there's something I feel like you're forgetting, too. Let's not forget, before we got into, like, the really um, big political movements and stuff that's happened here, WWE, and, and tell me if I'm just wrong, because I, I definitely did not research this, but I did see this. 
WWE was in jeopardy or they were in limbo of being able to run live shows because of everything that's been happening. So they pre-taped shows and they, you know, they had a, enough in the can allegedly um, uh, for them to run for whatever period of time. However, the big thing is that, hey, those were going to run out and which was going to indeed have them in, uh, in uh, it, it could breach their contracts with their television companies. I'm not, that's what I'm not sure is valid or not. That's what I just, I just well, saw yeah, pop up that's somewhere. A, that's why I didn't mention anything with, with contractual obligations with Fox or NBC is because I can't confirm that. Correct, correct, correct. Um, so I, I'm just, I'm just drawing, I'm just drawing like a, a knowledge here of like, and, and, and again, like I, I've said the disclaimer in the beginning, but same still here. Like, so it's the idea that potentially something like that could be true. They're not sure what's going to happen. And it went, and especially, you know, Monday was the big question of like, what's going to happen on Monday? And then this happened. Well, the point. short of it is, I don't want to speculate on what I don't know because yeah. we don't know if there's like an act of God uh, plague clause in their contract with television shows that says if a hurricane runs over our town when we're, that we're filming in, we don't owe you a show that week because, you know, the finger of God swirled over the ocean. What do you want right. us to do? Yeah. I don't know if this you know, pandemic, this plague, honestly, would could be considered something like that for your insurance companies. Uh, if you are a person, if, if that's a thing. Now, I, I, because I don't know, I'm not even going to begin to speculate. But what I do know is, is that WWE was up against the wall. And they did tape WrestleMania, and they taped the Raw after WrestleMania in that week. They mm-hmm. also were... You know, didn't tape NXT because they had backed up WrestleMania. They taped almost every day the week of WrestleMania. Aired the shows. Raw after Mania happens. And then Miracle of Miracles. Uh, yeah, Raw after Mania happens on the 6th. The order went down on the 1st. Oh, right, right. So the order went down on the 1st, which is a Wednesday. And then they taped Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for Mania and the Raw after Mania. And NXT. That's when they filmed the NXT uh, right. the Gargano Chopper match. Yeah. SmackDown, yeah. SmackDown was the first stuff they did after all that. Right. So when they did that, the you know sheriffs would come into the Performance Center in Orlando, um, according to the Tampa Bay Times, to say, "What are you doing? Shut it down." And then you know, and they kept going. It is what it is. They tied, you know, they tied their hands legally. And then now it's, you know, the 3rd of, Feb- of April and the 4th of April. Uh, WrestleMania airs the 4th and 5th. Raw airs on the 6th. And then on Thursday, before their next show that they would have to prevent, pre- uh, present on Friday the 10th, oh, Miracle of Miracles, the governor says WWE and sports are now an essential business in Florida. So, huh. But also, coincidentally... That's the time that the uh, a super PAC to uh, the Republican Party gets an eighteen million dollar you know kick in the pants from the company led by Linda McMahon. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> the check hope, got delivered, hope, and suddenly you're an essential business. It, it just the timing doesn't get any more suspect. It really exactly. Doesn't. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely put another check in the that seems shady category uh, a couple of times <laughs> over here. I'm not sure how many from this incident, but definitely three three extra ones for that one. Yeah, also, I'm gonna say that's a check plus. Yeah, I'm also also <laughs> I would say this, too. 
I didn't have this person on the board, but I'm just going to throw it up there now. That's also a check for Linda McMahon, too. So, uh, yeah. So, okay. So now we know that all that stuff happened in Florida. Vince is now part of Trump's team. Uh, and, and, and Jamal, sure, sure, you're right. People like Mark Cuban, moguls and uh, multimillionaires and, and other people with big uh, business-centric minds are there. But yes, Vince yeah. McMahon is a part of that company. Mark Cuban, and, and, it's, and it's weird because it's like, you look at somebody like Mark Cuban and you're like, okay, that makes sense. We know him as Trump relationship. But then you think of Vince McMahon's like, well, we know they're friends, but have they ever consulted on a financial or business standpoint in a long time? Not really, not publicly. So and that that too was an eye raiser. Like this is all just happening one after another. Like <laughs> it's just was like it's like somebody rigged the deck here and everybody just blackjack got the blackjack, you know? It's it's uh it is it's like I said, the word coincidental doesn't seem fitting. It all is a business strategical measure, if you ask me. So okay, yeah, but, so but wait, 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 which one thing though, and don't sleep on this. Uh, you know, uh, the the founder of Top Top Rank Boxing is talking to Vince McMahon about trying to get into the Performance Center. Mm-hmm. Don't let oh, it's that happen under the radar because yeah, McMahon happen. obviously could use the influx of cash. Yeah, I mean, yep. of course, he could use more cash, but have more more on McMahon's um, earnings because he has an earnings call that should have happened today, but it didn't, and it's, that's a thing. But we'll get to that in a bit. But don't sleep on the fact that there's money to be made at the Performance Center. Exactly. For individual nationally televised events, I'm not saying that UFC two billion or whatever the hell it is is going to happen there, but don't be surprised if it did. It yep. doesn't take anything oh. to get an octagon in there if they can get a nope. if they can get a ring in there. Yeah, hey, and I just I just want to say I just want to say real quick. You're talking about top rank. You're talking about Bob uh, Aram, who uh, you know if you if you're a fan of that guy and his uh. His uh uh the, the 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 type of business he does within boxing, uh whatever. But the big thing to take from this is that top rank, where their pay per views exclusively on people. Oh, I've never heard of them before today. So you tell me. Fight TV. Okay. I I I I you know they're all in the same bed right now, and not to mention, top rank also has their undercards on ESPN. So. You know, there's going to be a lot of crazy things happening right now. Um, and you, like you said, more than ever, Vince needs the money. So, like, hey, if this works and he's able to do so, then it is what it is. Um, I'm just and, curious. And I, think, and I think the big thing is when you see all these events, you know, one day mm-hmm. this happens. Next day, there's a donation. The next day, the governor's opening, you know, the gates for Florida. Next day, Vince can run live. It's all He's got a venue. The next day, he's getting phone calls from people willing to give him money to run in his venue. All the pieces come together real quick, and it, pre- it presents the picture of all the people that Vince has at his beck and call that he can get info from that he's getting dirt from, that he's getting intel from. And then when it comes to Wednesday and suddenly all these cuts go down that we talked about last night, it goes back to, well, why'd all that happen? Who was Vince talking to all week? What did he find out? What, you know, what was, what kind of inside info was he given from literally some of the highest possible places in the country? You know, what, what does this guy know? That's making him make the moves he's made this week. And it goes as if you can't pay for it, then you got to protect what you do have. 
And as it went down yesterday, it's just all of it together. It's shady, shady stuff. But it is not far-fetched to think that Vince got a very eye-opening bit of information this week in a lot of different ways from a lot of high-ranking people. And if he couldn't buy it, he was like, well, I got to protect myself in other ways. So I don't know, man. It's where this goes from here. I mean, (laughs) this week has been insane. Where does this go next week? You know, the, the 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 story of WWE being an essential business in Florida caught so much publicity this week on a national basis that mm-hmm. it had me wondering. I was like, I was like, is, are they going to be able to continue that on? Is there going to be enough pressure applied in Florida that they're going to be like, we can't do it? But I think that is such a between the money that came in, DeSantis being so close with Washington and everything, I figure he probably figures he's protected. And he probably, I, I could see him just doubling down and being like, oh, unless something happens, we're just staying the course. My judgment is this, and that's what it is. And SmackDown is going to be live tomorrow. So, damn right they are. They paid $18 million for it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, yeah. And again, I know UFC has definitely been snooping her eyes around like what are they going to be able to do so i'm curious to see where their next position is but, but again back to, to the moment focus here so now that we're on the back end of the week here now uh what it's it's i feel like there's something else we haven't covered as far as um something else with this damn what would you say earlier jamal something else you said so i mean so there is of course the um you know securities uh claim and the class action lawsuit that's gonna that could come WWE's way. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't we haven't even really talked about that in general because again, a lot of when the when the when the press release and stuff came out about the meetings with the shareholders and and stuff like that, you kind of was wondering like, why is there such an abundance of it? What is going on? Why is there so much information about providing back to them? Like, what is what is happening and and again, you know, much like you said, when 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 a lot of this stuff is happening, and then I'm I'm sure you're going to dive into this in a second. There's a lot of information that's being gathered, pertained, and built for to be weaponized because there's a ship that somebody, a, a law firm in particular, is trying to sink. So yeah, get get into that really quick. I really just want Tom Cruise and the movie of this, the worst month of McMahon's life. <laughs> to, to play him for this. I mean, that's... In 10 years when they make this movie about how... You know, because this is, this is like movie, you know, evil movie villain, you know, type level of business right here. Yeah. Um, but as, as the beat goes on, uh, the, the Rosen Firm uh, out of New York, uh, and this is according to Business Wire, uh, it marked April 15th. So the Rosen Law Firm, who is a global investor rights law firm, reminds purchasers of the securities of WWE between February 719 and February 520 during the inclusive class period. The important um, they, they have to they have until May 5th to you know f- basically file uh, their claim in court. So if you were a shareholder between uh, a security holder between May of 2019 and May of uh, sorry, February 19 and February 20, then they want to talk to you mm-hmm. um, and you go to rosenlegal.com slash cases dash register dash 1802. Or you can call Philip Kim Esquire at 866-767-3653 um, 
But the bottom line is, is that they want to talk to you because, and I'm reading this from Business Wire, no class has yet been certified in the above action. Until the class is certified, you're not represented by counsel unless you retain one. Now, they're basically saying, like, listen, we ain't doing anything yet. If we need you, we'll, we'll call you, but let's get to what they're talking about. According to the lawsuit, the defendants throughout the class period made false or misleading statements or failed to disclose that, number one, WWE was expecting rising tension from the Saudi government and a breakdown in negotiation over a renewed broadcast and distribution deal. Number two, the Saudi government and its affiliates have failed to make millions of dollars of payments owed to WWE pursuant to existing contract, contractual commitments between the parties, including at least $60 million owed in the connection with June 2019 Super Showdown event. Number three, OSN, the Orbit Showcase Network, the Fox Sports of Saudi Arabia, basically, had terminated the broadcast of WWE programming in the first quarter of 2019, despite a contractual obligation to continue uh, such broadcast. So the long and short of it is, because I know I'm going to be asked for that, is that there's beef between McMahon and the Saudi government on every level of their deal, including but not limited to broadcasting rights. And if you remember back to Super Showdown, the word was, and people were on Twitter in Saudi Arabia and stuff like that, they were showing their cable boxes. And they were showing that Super Showdown was on at 7 o'clock. And it was 7 o'clock. And there was no Super Showdown. What happened? Super Showdown didn't air until 8.15. Well, see, there are certain things, and the, the, the bottom line is the money wasn't right. McMahon and the people that he needed to talk to in Saudi Arabia couldn't really come to an agreement. Some things got held up. A plane may have gotten held up. I was about to say something. (laughs) You said something like this. I mean, a (laughs) superstar may have been stranded on the tarmac because, you know, some some, some I's weren't dotted and some T's weren't crossed. Zero was missing on a check. (laughs) Meanwhile, McMahon was halfway across the Atlantic uh, on his way to Buffalo for SmackDown while the rest of the crew was finishing up shop. So he got the hell out of the country. They said, hold that plane. There's a lot that goes into that, and I really just don't have enough time to detail all of the things. But all of those stories that you heard about the hell that was getting out of Saudi Arabia from this mechanical issue from the plane, considering that the WWE and had friction with the Saudi government, considering the Saudi government reputation on people that they had friction with, it's it's not hard to, to, to say that there were some there were more physical hiccups in WWE and the Saudi government's um, you know deal including but not listed, limited to events and distribution and everything therein so what does that mean for WWE's shareholders well if if McMahon knew that there was a problem with the money coming from Arabia, did he not tell shareholders that that wouldn't be a problem? And if you remember later in the year in October, when they had to file their yearly claims for the with the government, they were missing some money. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, how are you missing ten million dollars, McMahon? Where did that <laughs> money go? We need to know where it is. Yeah. And all you know, along, and all along, they've been very shady about the money from those shows because it gets filed under like a an other category. There's not a straight up like a Saudi show category. Right. There's like this 
other events category, yeah. so and it gets it gets their, thrown in there. If you looked at their like tax returns from or the, the equivalent of their tax returns for the last year, you can see that. Well, no, they make this money on merch. This is how much they pay the executives. This is what they they bring in on live events. These are the deals that are the television uh, deals and and stuff like that. And then there's other. Huh. And there's and there's a whole lot of money in other, depending on the month. Right. <laughs> so some very shady accounting. No, seriously, seriously, seriously. I, I, and, I, and I know I know I'm not gonna say sarcasm, but there's a sense of humor to the word other here. Is there any way possible, shape, or form that other could actually be anything legitimate in the financial report ever? How can money, especially as the amount as it is, not be allocated to some category other seems super sketchy to me <laughs> um is it am i wrong about that well that's what the well actually you're not wrong and that's kind of what this uh, class action lawsuit is going to be is going to be about i feel, they really I feel affected want... I, I need to get on that list now i feel affected you have been done personal harm mentally i haven't been right since that i was on that tarmac actually <laughs> Wait, so, match, actually, that's a that's a good question. When you consider that, in theory, these people were held hostage. Do they have a Do they have a lawsuit here? Well, they, that would be that would be a different thing, and that would be uh, more to the point of them in a Saudi court because it happened there. Oh yeah, well then <laughs> you you, you and, just get so, home. Yeah, so. Good luck, Luke Harper, flying your ass back to, to Riyadh or Jeddah or wherever the hell it is <laughs> and, and talking to a judge over there. Yeah, that, that, you do yeah. that. Well, and how do you prove something like that? It's just it'd be, right. it'd be near impossible to do. And that's so much of the issue here is as we've talked so much tonight about how Vince has operated his business over the years and how he's conducted himself in so many different ways. The issue is when he does this stuff like with the Saudis, he's on their turf. He's in their house. So it's a totally different dynamic where he isn't going to get to be able to, to swing his stuff around quite as much as he would normally do. He can try it, but in the end, he's on their turf. And that's always going to be a bit to his disadvantage, no matter how he, you know, I'm sure hates it. It's just the nature of what it is. But right. he'll still absolutely. find a way, though. Oh, absolutely. But the bottom line is, is that, and just to encapsulate everything. Um, there's shenanigans with the shop with the Saudi money. Were investors deliberately or indeliberately misled uh, in their in their investment? Because if you invest in something, you know where your money's going. Except Vince said, "Yes, I will take your money because it's an investment." But instead of doing what I said I'm going to do, I'm going to put it in a bag called other. So, <laughs> but they're thinking they probably get some output of it too so they're probably getting some reward if it came to that point so it's like if I get this I'm going to give you a cut and I'm going to just shut my mouth because I'm getting a cut well here's, here's the thing though if, if if I loan you $20 and you say that you're going to bring me you know and you're going to take that money you're going to hold it yep. and cool and I give it to you because you're telling me that you're going to spend it on something that's going to make your business better or make it better for you too and then you blow it on pop tarts. Yep. So then, when your business doesn't blow up, I'm going to be mad because you lied. And said I give that you a pop you, tart, though. Well, I mean, you got three pop tarts out of it. Cool. But the bottom line is, is that legally, that's not what I invested in. And you kind of, you kind of bullshitted me. That's called, that's fraud. 
So you can't bullshit investors. The, the Securities and Exchange Commission would like to have a word with you if you are. So that's a problem. And then, of course, we have the idea of the global plague that's going on and then suddenly and miraculously becoming an essential business among <laughs> other sports. But mm. also, let's not forget that Vince McMahon himself is on the um, Trump's you know, multi-business, uh, big business task force that will reopen the country again. But his wife is on the Yay Trump 2020 um, you know, political action committee. Also, people are coming to McMahon saying, hey, let's rent your building uh, you know, for a little while. Also, 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 the <laughs> XFL was a thing that McMahon was uh, invested in, but did he actually in- invest in it? Because the WWE shareholders did not buy want to buy a football company; they wanted to buy in wrestling, and now they're on the hook, or they're now their their investment is being tarnished because McMahon put it in a bin called Other. Also, also, <laughs> also, also, McMahon also made. million for the WWE last year. That was the company's highest uh, recorded uh, profit, revenue, uh, rather, revenue, in 2019. Now, you are $40 million away from a billion-dollar company, and you can't afford to pay your talent that you bought out of spite to the rest of the wrestling world, your talent. You can't afford to pay them. And you made $960 billion last year. That's bullshit. And, I, and, and you know, you obviously you feel for all the wrestlers that were, that were cut yesterday. It is what it is. That's the business that they chose. And, and they'll have to, and just like everybody else, I've been fired before. I'll be fired again. Hopefully not. But it is what it is. You pick it up and you keep it moving. They're all grown men and women. But $960 billion last year, you can't cut Zack Ryder a check. Stop no. it. But you can't afford to pay Titus O'Neil. Yes, you can. <laughs> All right, we, we're, we're definitely on our time. We're definitely on our time. Again, but it's, it's the transactions that we talked about yesterday. It's a okay, answer. look, look. There, there are two last things. And I know that, you know, we only get paid by the hour. And I, is and I get it. Also, 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 also? No, this is two, two last things that, oh, that's okay. different. That, that's, that's different. Now, when I want to get to these because I do think they're important. As we've talked about McMahon, give a shout-out to Ring of Honor because they did cancel their Quest for Gold Women's Tournament, but they are paying all of their talent that would have worked the tournament. So that's how you that's how you do uh, good business. Seth Rollins is still not cool, and also WrestleMania may not be in Los Angeles next year because the mayor of Los Angeles may have a year moratorium on public gatherings and live events. I plan on being in Los Angeles for WrestleMania next year. However, that actually may not happen as the one-year ban has not started yet. And if it does start, then that means that we will, it will not end until after WrestleMania would start unless they move it back. So these are things to look into. Watch this space because there's going to be a lot more coming out about that. Uh, but, but yeah. Can I just Watch add one thing to that? Can I just add one oh. small sidekick to that? Uh-oh. So if that year-long, you know, ban in L.A., you know, sport gatherings and everything, just don't be surprised if a vaccine comes out that has Vince McMahon's name on it, and that'll probably get your other shady check mark to, to finish that up. <laughs> just, just, just putting that up there. It's the Vince McMahon no chance in hell vaccine. There you go. <laughs> you know? There you go. Oh, no. 
<laughs> oh no. Who knows what we'll be talking about next week? I mean, this week was crazy as could be. I don't even know what we'll have next week. I have no Let's idea. Let's talk about how AEW lost two weeks in a row. And what does that actually mean for their business? Yeah, that's yeah. true. That we'll is see. true. We'll see. Yeah, we got a lot to we we definitely got a lot covered today. Um, thank you guys for all your insight in this because it was very extensive. Um, this is not a lot of opinion here. There's a lot of facts and documentation. So yeah. this was um a good collaborative work we all put together. Um, yeah. before we- and, and a quick and a quick reminder: if you're looking for talk about the releases, separate episode we did yesterday, just all on the releases and that whole topic. Right. So- and um. They and, go and together. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because that's it's just that much stuff coming out. We had to we had to push out a lot of content for the week. Uh, but I will say this too before we roll out for the for for the day. Uh, when it comes down to the big gold bell podcast, stay classy, people. Just stay classy. <laughs> <laughs> enough, enough said. This this this. Be professional. Classy. Be professional. That's 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 all. Uh, and, and continue, guys. Stay safe. Um, all of our essential workers out there, thank you for your, your contributions. Um, definitely um, spend your stimulus wisely, folks. Uh, we don't know how long this is going <laughs> to stand out, but nonetheless, I know everyone's bank accounts are very happy. Nonetheless, if, if you are eligible, that is. Uh, but, but more or less, like I said, stay safe. Um, continue to practice social distancing, and uh, there'll be light at the end of the t- tunnel. But for the Big O Belt podcast, we're, we're we're putting nothing but positivity out there, and we are always professional when it comes down to whatever we do. So until next week, guys, um, stay classy. Uh-huh.